My name is Dana Pate, and I'm the Managing Director of Marketing and Public Relations for Rangewater Real Estate. Uh, say that five times fast. It's a mouthful for sure. Uh, we are a fully integrated multifamily and build-to-rent real estate firm with about 93,000 units under management across the Sunbelt and Mountain West. So you have a pretty big portfolio. Yeah, just a little bit. And you stay pretty busy. What does your day-to-day look like? Every day is a little bit different which I think is a pretty canned answer for anyone in multifamily. Uh, I've been lucky enough to be with Rangewater for a little over a decade now. So I've really grown up uh, in the industry and with Rangewater. I started as a marketing representative on site for another company in student housing. And then I worked my way up essentially into the marketing team. Um, So I think my day-to-day today is much more about the corporate brand and building the Rangewater name. Although our company has been around since 2006, we only rebranded really at the turn of 2019 into 2020. We always joke that we thought we were going to be the big news of that year. And shocker, we were not. Uh, So my day-to-day is very much just focused on helping others understand who we are as a company, who Rangewater is, what we do, where we do it, and how we can really best serve them, whether it's an investor, whether it's a uh, someone looking for employment, if it's a resident, um, there's a lot of different audiences that me and my team tackle on a daily basis. So you started 10 years ago with Rangewater. What was the size of the company? Uh, we were, I, I think I came in and we were only about six properties. Six and properties and now how many? We're a little over 300 today. So one quite that's, a exponential growth. That's, that's quite substantial growth, but it's really cool that you've been part of that whole journey. Yeah, it's actually been the most fun. Um, I am a typical millennial, so I do not like to sit still. So I know me even just saying I've been with one company for 10 years is like a shocker to most. But I'm really proud of how this company in particular has really fostered an environment that's very entrepreneurial in spirit. And so anytime someone has an idea or is showing a certain skill, whether they're on site or at the home office, we really build around their skill set. And that's essentially what Rangewater has been able to do for me. You know, I started, you know, just general marketing and, you know, okay, where advertising is going to be for each of these properties. And then as I've continued to excel, I got more into the public relations piece of it. And so that's a part of my day to day now too, is making sure that the public perception, our media relations, that those are strong. If there's a crisis on site, that we have our teams well supported and we're able to address that, you know, professionally and effectively. Um, And so I've been able to grow in that as well. And then with the corporate marketing role, I was recently promoted earlier this year. We're just now starting to build a corporate marketing team, which is exciting too. I've been able to build out the property management team along my peers. And now we're building out corporate marketing. And so it feels like a new job. So every year it's something new. And that's been able to keep me motivated as well as a lot of people that are still at Rangewater. You know, we have a lot of what we call lifers (laughs) that are sticking around. Um, as well as a lot of new people that are attracted to the company. So you're making a big switch, and and that's interesting. Is is uh, you know on-site marketing is primarily towards um, the lead generation. Absolutely. And 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 towards leasing and corporate is very different. One it is. in your place if you're owner operator. So one, it could be attracting investors. Two, if you're doing third party, it can be to win business. And I think the most important thing is for recruiting. And I think that they're starting to 
be more of an emphasis in our industry for this. But if you think about it, so what happens when there's a job? You know, you post it and then somebody sees a job and they apply. But you don't want someone just applying because this is, oh, this is an opening and hey, I want to make more money or I'm an assistant manager and now I want to be a property manager and hey, this looks like a great property or hey, this looks like more. Like you want people to want to work for your company. Like, oh, does that company have any openings? You know, I want to go work there. And so I think that this is me projecting or this is my take. And what I try to do, you know, I lead that for, for, for Sage is we want you know, first it starts internally. We want this to be a great place to work. And then how do we share that with the world? Yeah, I would double down on that a hundred percent. I think as a brand and as a company, you have to think of these as their personalities, right? And so you want to be associated with a personality or a person that reflects who you are as well. And so there's a reason why people drink Coca-Cola. Yes, maybe it's for the taste, but it's also because they've done a really great job of building an aura and a sense of happiness around that brand. You don't just have a Coke, you share a Coke. And so the people that work for Coca-Cola stay for years and years and years because they're able to support that culture. It's very similar to um, Delta. You know, I'm, I'm here in Atlanta, so there's a lot of great, you know, companies here that we can look for inspiration from. And they've also done a really great job of making sure that their, their core purpose and their culture is strong and that people seek positions out with them. You know, I'm sure lots of people on LinkedIn are just looking for any anything at Delta, anything to get their foot in the door. And so if we can establish that with Rangewater by building... Well, really, I don't know if everybody's looking for a way to get yeah. into an airline company. Well, everybody but, that's maybe but yes, I, in Atlanta looking for an airline. Someone <laughs> who wants to work for in the airline industry. perks. You know, right. well, they might be more drawn to the Delta than some other airlines, but I, I don't know how many people are, are, are flocking. That's, a great, that's actually a great point. There's going to be a different type of person that goes for a Delta job versus a Southwest or spirit or spirit. Correct. <laughs> um, or any other line not, 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 we're not picking on anything, but so I'm curious in your take. So I think what companies in multifamily should be doing is creating video content that's like a window of what it's like to work here. You know, it's our event or talking mm-hmm. with our people and they should keep it on the shorter side. Um, and they should be posting that on LinkedIn and even YouTube. And they should actually be using that as an ad. You can target people who work at certain companies. I'm sorry if anybody is, I'm revealing your secret or, but <laughs> I don't think great I, tips and tricks. I don't think, well, well, I love to be practical and, and, and it's a pet peeve of mine that people will talk and not like give specifics. So mm-hmm. I don't know how many people are going to listen to this. And even if they do listen to it, how many are going to actually use it? But if you, it's not expensive to create a video, doesn't have to be a high production of people talking about how, how much they love working at the company and they should be short videos Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to second that. I was like, the content piece is one thing. And I think that it can be something that is short and sweet, but you have to have the right person in charge of that content creation that has the shared vision of the entire company. Like it can't be like some intern that you just, you know, hired out of school that hasn't been with the company long enough, hasn't spent enough time understanding what the outward message is that we're trying to portray. But at the same time, it, it it just needs to be well balanced in that respect. I totally agree with the shorter time frame. We really look at social media trends. I mean, look at TikTok, right? And Instagram with their reels. If it's a photo these days, photos are not getting in the algorithm. They're not seeing that. So you almost have to create some kind of video. Now, can you do a slideshow with a couple of photos to then communicate your message? Yes. 
but you really got to make sure that you have a, a, a comprehensive strategy and that you're placing your content on certain channels correctly. So our LinkedIn profile for Rangewater is much more investor recruitment focused and professional in the way that we are sharing our press releases. We are telling people what markets we are now venturing into. We're posting new job opportunities. Whereas our Instagram page is much more about the team and hey, look at all the great things we're doing for our culture. Here's our DEI committee. Here's our impact foundation. Here are the amazing events and the services that we're able to provide and the experiences we're providing for our residents and our teams at the same time. They're just a different world. But again, I agree with you. Serving up that video content is critical. And we see the most engagement from those. Posts but but the, the added part is not just doing it as an organic post, but mm-hmm. actually using that as an ad. You can Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Sponsor. Boost those posts. It's it's a, literally a click of a button these days. And it's for very little money. And you can easily measure all of the returns. The insights and the dashboards that these channels have are really incredible. Like one of my, so we had to come up with a KPI for LinkedIn and it was, I didn't want engagement. It was focused on followers. And like, I see the competition and who works for the competitors and they're paying attention to what we're doing. Um, And so that, that, that's fun and exciting. Um, But yeah, like some, someone's going to have a bad day or they're frustrated and be like, and it keeps showing up like, Oh, that looks like a really great place to work. Um, Eventually, hopefully they'll. It's very similar. I will say like the world of, property management marketing and marketing to residents and prospects to come and live at your properties. It is similar to the business to business side in the sense that you are, you know, trying to get that impression rate up. You want people to see you top of mind. And so continuing to send the same messages or with little tweaks here and there about showing what you can do and what you can do for them. Not just saying, Oh, look at how great we are, but showing, you know, your team members, saying how amazing it is to work for your company, showing your residents how amazing it is to live here, showing case studies where your investors turned out super happy at the end of you know that sale process. Um, that's really the key too, is showing instead of telling. And I think also sometimes you need an outsider to have a different perspective of how is the message received. So um, I'm Jewish Orthodox and so my kids go to a Jewish school and they every year they have this fundraiser and they make this video and... I had this like aha moment where if somebody who wasn't religious watched this video, it'd be a little confusing. Mm-hmm. And I think like the feedback to the school would be like, you have to make sure that the video speaks to more than just like broaden the audience. And so sometimes we get kind of blinded by just what we see and we think this is what, but if you have somebody who's outside and say, Hey, how is this received? Like I think when, when companies do now hiring and, post that it is it's not necessarily a great thought or yeah. message especially when they do like stock images people want to work at a company that has real people and so when uh-huh. you're using your people as part of your branding messages it, it, hey those are real people and then i relate to that you know i think this is what sports brands do they take athletes and, and then you identify with that brand and being uh-huh. an athlete and so you want people to identify with your company be like that's a place like, oh, I relate to that. Like, Yes. Well, that's the difference between branding and marketing at the end of the day. Marketing is really about making people do something. You want them to commit to an act. So listen to this podcast. Or, or you want them to feel a certain way. 
Well, I would say branding is how that feeling is. Branding is really that emotion that you're trying to evoke from them, whereas marketing is the act of them actually completing that call to action. Okay. So, so okay, when you're I thinking about branding, branding as marketing. evoking a sense of emotion, I'll go back to the example I said a little bit earlier about you associate with brands like you do people. So you want to surround yourself. You're wearing, you know, if I'm grabbing my Louis bag and I'm taking it to the office, there's a certain message that I'm trying to portray in doing that versus if I just grab a Target bag that was not labeled by anything, right? So you're portraying yourself as something different. But guess what? If one of those brands does something a little bit crazy and their PR gets out of whack, right? Then I'm going to disassociate myself with them, right? And we've seen brands like that crumble. I mean, how many documentaries are there on Netflix and Hulu now of all of these like 90s brands that have failed because they weren't staying true to their core and then everyone sold their stocks, they sold their stuff, and now they're literally at thrift stores. Well, That's I don't know if necessarily true to their right? core. They, they, didn't, they didn't adjust. Like Blockbuster shouldn't stay to its core. It should have adjusted. But um, we are winding down on time here. Um, so we finish off with curious questions. So you are in marketing. So what is a brand... Uh, outside of our industry that you're a fan of? I would, um, I have two that I really love. Um, the first is the Away brand. So the Away bags. I love that they have disrupted an industry so much in creating a product that it's, I mean, it's a suitcase at the end of the day, right? It's something you pack your stuff in, you drag it through a dirty airport, you shove it in an overhead bin, you throw it on a hotel bed, right? And then it sits in your closet the rest of the time. But they have been able to create a brand and a vision that is much more about evoking that sense of adventure and wanderlust. So I really think they've done an exceptional job again. Away, like A W A Y. A yes, away. Okay, and it's yeah, they're amazing. So. Their Instagram is also great. And I will also say, uh, my second favorite brand as of late is Crumble Cookies. Not just because they are absolutely delicious, but their Instagram, their social media, and how they communicate their personality and just how fun they are, um, I think is a really stark contrast to what other companies in the baked goods are doing. And that delivery of, hey, this is not just a cookie. It's to make people feel special when you Got send it. them oh, that great little that pink feeling. box, right? Yep. Um, so you just revealed that you travel a lot. So where do you, where is a place, a favorite place for you to travel? Oh, a favorite place. I mean, I'm, as much as I love to travel, I am a little bit of a homebody, but I will say, um, Really anywhere on the West Coast, I love. I don't like the flights there, but I love that it just feels like a new adventure. Um, I spent some time in Arizona over the summer, which was very hot. However, (laughs) very beautiful. Um, I've been to New Zealand. I highly recommend that. Again, very long flight, but definitely worth it. And last but not least, what is a book recommendation? Sure. um, I just finished a book called Nudge. Um, it's by Richard Thaler and Cass Sunstein. And it's essentially about how people make decisions and how we as marketers or really just people can help influence those decisions just by rephrasing. By nudging them? By nudging them. Yes. You get the reference. So it, it's really applicable to A, getting my daughter to like try broccoli for the first time. Hey, if I just phrase it in a different way, will you take this bite? Right. But then it also helps me when I'm in leadership committee meetings and I'm sitting with the executive team trying to get them to approve a budget, right? Are you comparing trying to convince your child to eat something and the executives to do something the same? I am. It's very similar. It's not far off. It's Um, not far off. I think that there's a lot to say about 
people that have some natural charisma and a, a way to articulate themselves in a way that positions that as of course I'm going to say yes to this. And there's Excellent. ways that you can phrase things to get them to do that. So yeah, I highly recommend that book. It's a really great audible. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, and thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your time.